0: Welcome to the Highlight Reel, y'all. My name is Lalo. I'm the host with the most, the smooth one. Bringing you another Monday Night Raw review. Or should I say, my first ever Monday Night Raw review. So, you know, no pressure. No pressure. I just do what it do, man. I'm just, you know, give you some banter and thoughts on everything. I'm not going to go super in-depth on every single segment. Because Raw is a very massive show. But um, I'm going to do my best, man. i just cover it and and what I thought about it for the most part. You know, I I started this podcast because I want to make this a hobby of mine. It it is a hobby of mine. You know, I like talking about things that I'm passionate passionate about. Things I like. You know, the highlight reel is going to be wrestling news, reviews. But also boxing as well. That's why it's called the highlight reel. It's not just going to be... In the realm of professional wrestling. So I'm going to be looking forward to talking about boxing as well. But for right now, a Monday Night Raw Review. Now, like I said, this is a hobby, you know, when I started this podcast. And, you know, the podcast game is very lucrative these days. You know I mean? You got cats out there that actually make a living off of podcasting. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not there because... I have a full-time job, man. So, these reviews are going to be hard to pump out for me. My my schedule is limited. My time is limited. But I want to try my best to uh, do what I do. But with that said, I got to say, man. Watching Monday Night Raw was a chore. I mean, really, really. It, it was a chore, man. It was, it was a chore. Um, it's just straight garbage. If I'm being quite honest with you. R- Monday Night Raw... Is grade A hot garbage, with a capital G. Just garbage. I'll do it like that. Garbage. Um, but nonetheless, um, I'm looking forward to AW come Wednesday night, dynamite. Um, and um maybe I'll do a SmackDown review as well. I'm 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 not one hundred percent sure yet, man. My schedule is not gonna be um a, a guaranteed type of thing like i said my scheduling is limited man so with that said let's start off monday night raw the show opens up with the the routine opener gets the crowd po- pumped up with the pyro the opening video the the theme music um becky came out to address the manchester crowd with a very clever um <laughs> clever line the man is in manchester you know let me tell you something man <laughs> i liked becky lynch for a little while last year you know um when she really got over big time you know she got that that um black eye from Nia Jax, you know legitimately punching her in the face and you know she was a trooper man she it was a black eye i think a bloody nose actually as well um uh, or both but nonetheless becky lynch earned my respect she was getting big man but but like everything, like everyone else, WWE just started overexposing her, just putting her out there way too much. I mean, when she came out with The Rock on the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox, as she did The Rock's catchphrase, I, I, I just cringed, man. I, I do not like Becky Lynch at all anymore. I'm sorry. I, I really don't. She, she gets on. My, I don't like her accent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not to sound insensitive. I'm just like, she just, I don't know. It's not even her accent. It's just because it's her. Anyone else, I'd be fine with it. But it's just Becky Lynch. I don't like her, man. I really don't. She's just annoying to me. And um, I feel like we've seen enough Becky Lynch. Nonetheless, Becky Lynch came out. Charlotte came out. They set up a match with the Kabuki Warriors. Shayna Baszler was at ringside. Now, Shayna Baszler, to my understanding, she was out there because this is a continuation of the big NXT invasion angle that they've been running to kind of add some extra seasoning to um, uh, Survivor Series coming up, you know, because it is going to be, you know, Raw, SmackDown versus NXT, I believe, or or WWE versus NXT, I guess you could say at Survivor Series, which is actually a good idea. That's a really good idea. So Shayna Baszler was at ringside looking on, man. And ultimately, Shayna Baszler caused the Kabuki Warriors to win the match. That's right. The Kabuki Warriors got the pin over Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair by way of shenanigans with Shayna Baszler, you know, causing a distraction. And um, yeah, man, Um, Shayna Baszler is a scary woman. <laughs> She's a scary woman. I would not mess with her. I'll tell you right now, Um, Asuka uh, got a nice rub, though, picking up that win. Uh, The next up, we had backstage segment with Randy Orton and Ricochet. Now, this was a build to the main event later on, which was going to be a six-man tag team match with Randy Orton, Ricochet, and um, uh, Street Profits, and KO, Kevin Owens. Um, We'll get to that later, though. That wasn't revealed quite yet, but this was basically... um, you know, the beginnings of that. They were they were setting that up. Um, Randy Orton claimed he does whatever he wants. When he wants. And and meanwhile, the OC was back there trolling Humberto Carrillo. Who's also um, a part of that six-man tag main event. Um, and that basically was that. Um, next up, Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara. Um, this was basically all Drew McIntyre here. This was like a squash match. And I, I believe this to be punishment for sincara for asking for his release is it, it, news broke out uh very recently i believe yesterday as a matter of fact barely yesterday i believe news broke out sincara apparently asked for his wwe release at least that's what he tweeted out um not surprising there i mean sincara uh, by the way he's actually played by um junico who is a very good mexican-american wrestler that um basically had to play Sin Cara because the original sincara who if i'm not mistaken uh now goes by the name of misty seas um i could be wrong about that but um he was um he had a big wwe contract man i, I remember when they signed him like yesterday they made a big deal about it they had press conferences the whole nine and they, they never do a press conference when they sign somebody you know especially a a luchador of all you know what i mean of all types of people and Um, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for the original Sincara, and he bailed, man. He left WWE, like, like... You know, O.J. Simpson high-tailed it in that in that white Denver Bronco. So, Hunico basically was selected to play the character of Cincara that we know today. And I, I really did not like that because Hunico actually had a pretty cool character back in those days. He came out on a low-rider bike. And some dude named Camacho used to roll with him on the pegs. <laughs> you know, they looked like vatos locos from the barrio. You know what I'm saying? But, um... I like that gimmick, but unfortunately, this is the Sincara we know today, and um, he just got his ass whooped bad by Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre hit him with a stiff headbutt in the match at one point when Sincara was going for uh, some kind of uh, a springboard splash, you know, diving off the ropes, and um, and Drew countered it with a real, real stiff headbutt, man. And um, that was it. Drew McIntyre, you know, he hit his finisher and um that that was all she wrote there Drew McIntyre with the win over Cincara doesn't really mean anything just giving him tv time you know what i'm saying um then we had a really bizarre backstage segment with Rowan i i don't know what to make of this this he's he's They're doing some new gimmick with him. He's carrying around a goddamn birdcage or something, you know? That's what it looked like to me, like a birdcage. But, you see, we can't see what it is because there's like a towel, over, like some kind of sheet over it, hiding it, concealing it. You know, I don't know if it's an animal up in there or if it's some kind of Weapon, uh, I don't know, but it's a weird thing they got going on with Rowan, man, and and you know, I like that they're at least trying something with him because you know he is a big dude. He is a very intimidating, mean-looking monster of a dude, you know, and um, but he just ain't got no flavor, though. You know, I mean, on the mic, he's not, you know, he's not too incredible there. In the ring, he's not too incredible there, but he is a big dude. And um, you know, he ought he ought to be doing something interesting. So there you go. That's their answer, I guess. Only time will tell what comes of this. Next up, we had the 24-7 championship match with our truth and Samir Singh. And um the Singh brothers are silly, man. They came out there dancing around, you know, gyrating, shaking the hips you know what i'm saying um they they're like you know they're indian cats you know from india so you know they got that rhythm man they're out there dancing around looking silly um but uh, you know the match the match began and and then ended really quickly basically because um they took off they hightailed it you know um the singh brothers ran off r-truth went in pursuit of them backstage and then low they they ran into the women's locker room which was kind of funny Um, And then ultimately, they got out of the locker room and ran into the big Redwood himself, Rowan, weird dude, weirdo. I guess Rowan was done feeding his birds in the birdcage and the Singh brothers interrupted. And Rowan whooped they ass, man. He even threw a couch at them. He threw them around on the walls and and just just really beat them down. And then r truth turned out the lights. I'm assuming r truth, you know, regained his his 24/7 title. I gotta say, man. Before I continue, that 24/7 title is is straight garbage, man. It's a joke. They need to get rid of it. I don't know what the purpose of the 24-7 title serves. I don't, other than giving guys like R-Truth and the Singh Brothers TV time, but at what cost, man? I mean, it's just, you know, um, you know, getting TV time is only good if you're doing something meaningful. Otherwise, you're just on TV looking like a fool, man. And, and R-Truth is better than that. You know, he's a funny dude, but he's also a, a genuine good athlete who can actually... You know, he can actually go, man. You know if you give him a chance. I mean, I mean, he's better than the 24/7 title. I mean, I get the Singh brothers running around with it, but our truth is better than that. And, you know, that 24/7 championship should be uh, abolished, man. It really should. I mean, literally destroyed with a sledgehammer. The Triple H ought to get a sledgehammer out from under that ring and break that thing apart, man. You know, I, they WWE has enough titles as it is. Is is senseless, man? That twenty four seven title—it's it's a channel changer for me every time I see it. Next up, it was a Seth promo. Seth Rollins came out, burn it down, had the fans, you know, singing it along, and and um, you know, this was a tape show, by the way. I, I forgot to mention Monday Night Raw was pre-taped in Manchester, England. So you know. There, there could be a lot of editing hijinks on the part of Kevin Dunn in the back. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of fans probably voiced their opinions, um, you know, booing and chanting things that ought not to be on WWE TV. But editing takes care of the rest. Nonetheless, Seth promo, uh, Seth Rollins was out there for his promo and he challenged Manchester's Finest to a match, and out comes Volter, the NXT. UK champ, I believe he is. Um, He came out with his goons, man. Um, I believe they're called Imperium. Excuse my ignorance. I, I don't really watch too much NXT nor NXT UK for that matter. Although I do respect what they got going on over there for sure. Don't get it twisted. You know, Triple H is really showing himself to be a master booker, creative genius with NXT. But nonetheless... Um, yeah, man. Um, Walter came out and and they you know they kind of duelled Mike for a little bit and that set up their big match. Seth Rollins versus Walter. I I, I never thought I'd see it, but it happened ultimately um it was a decent match while it lasted man Walter actually got in some strong offense on Rollins had him on the uh, uh, in between the ropes and started batting on his chest a la Sheamus used to do back in the day when he was around um oh I say back in the day it wasn't that long ago you know but he has been out an in injury for a while but nonetheless um Rollins picked up the win by DQ as the match broke down Midway through, Walter's goons came in, man, and, and started beating on, on Rollins. They were whooping on him, and then the Street Profits came out, you know, hightailing it to the ring, and and they whooped some ass, and, and Kevin Owens came out to assist them as well, and this set up a six-man tag match with Seth Rollins, Street Profits, Kevin Owens against Imperium, and, um... Yeah, man, uh, this was a good match right here. Street Profits, Street Profits, they really shined in this match, man. Um, Montez Ford, he did a sick swanton bomb dive out of the ring to the outside on on Imperium. You know, um, I thought thought this was a good moment for him. Uh, You know, Street Profits, they're a really good tag team. They're really charismatic, but I got to say... For the little bit that I have watched Raw prior to this interview, the Street Profits were kind of getting on my nerves, man. Because they, they they talk about, we want the smoke, and they was never in any matches. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, how ironic that their slogan, their catchphrase is, we want the smoke, and yet we never see these cats in the ring. Mixing it up, very rarely. You know, so it, it's actually good to see them getting booked like this, you know, looking strong against a strong team, like Imperium, and, um, and that, that was basically it, um, Rollins teams pick up the win, and this is, this is more, I, I believe this is just more build-up to the Survivor Series, you know, big NXT versus WWE thing they got going on, so, you know, I could see the purpose of this for sure, and, um, Cedric Alexander versus Andrade, now this is a match I don't see the purpose in, because... Cedric and Andrade are both really talented cats who should be doing a lot better than what they are. But WWE Creative is just like it's like talking to a brick wall, man. You know, um you could tell them what we want, and it's gonna go in one ear out the other. You know, Cedric should be a champ right now in the mid-card. Andrade should be a champ right now. You know, um they're they're just so much more talented, and, and this match. Didn't didn't do these guys justice, you know. I mean, it was a decent match, but nothing nothing to write home about. These guys right here, I'm telling you right now, if given enough time, a proper setting, proper build up, etc., Cedric and Andrade could put on a five star classic. I'm telling you right now, they really can. Cedric Alexander, and Andrade, Cien Almas, can put on a classic five star. You know what I mean, Dave Meltzer. Uh, approved matchup you know but we definitely didn't see that here of course Andrade wins by way of shenanigans with uh, Zelina Vega on the outside with a distraction grabbing Alexander's foot and um, you know giving Andrade a cheap win And, and Andrade I don't understand why WWE insists that heels should win dirty all the time. You know, like, this is another example of a match where Andrade should have won clean, man. I mean, Cedric ain't nobody. Not right now. I mean, he not not somebody he should be. He's a nobody, man. Andrade should have won that match clean down the middle and put him over strong. But the way WWE is booking him, continuing to make him look like a cheap coward, it's not going to get him anywhere. You know, ultimately, when they have the, a big face beat him, like, like I'm pretty sure they're going to set up Humberto Carrillo to feud with Andrade because they're both Mexican and they're both athletic, they're both high flyers, you know, they got that, that Latino thing going on, so I'm pretty sure WWE is going to set up Humberto Carrillo to beat Andrade at some point, but what's it going to matter to Humberto, though? If Andrade's, you know, all his wins have been by way of shenanigans, you know, having his, his valet do the job for him, I mean, it's not gonna mean nothing if anybody beats him, you know. Um, I don't even think Andrade has like necessarily an undefeated streak or anything either, but but he he does have like a, a a a few wins racked up now, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we'll we'll see what they we'll, we'll see what they do, man. But um, nonetheless, Ale Aleister Black had a backstage promo. Uh, nothing to write home about. He just he just put himself over another one of those weird um. Like vignettes of him, like a, a interview of him just talking to himself, kind of you know hyping himself up. You know, Alistair Black is another cat, kind of like like the street prophets in a way, where like he talks that shit, but we ain't never see him in any matches. <laughs> you know, he's always talking about oh, who wants to fight me, and, and he ain't in no matches. He's just sitting back there, and this guy Alistair Black is easily one of the most talented dudes on the entire roster. And I'm talking both Raw and SmackDown, period. And NXT, for that matter. Alistair Black is a super talented dude. And for them to have him just sitting backstage cutting these weirdo promos, it makes no sense whatsoever. I- I'm telling y'all, man. M- Monday Night Raw is a chore to watch, boy. Good Lord. Uh, but nonetheless, here we go. Lana. <laughs> here comes the Lana promo. Brought to you by Brazzers. <laughs> Brought to you by Pornhub. Um Lana comes out, man. Um she be- she just basically came out to troll the crowd in the beginning. She um said she was gonna confess her sins. I don't think any any uh any preacher out there can um forgive her for her sins, man. Could rebuke her for her sins, man. This broad needs an exorcist. She the damn devil. <laughs> She's a devil. Nah, but um, yeah, she um proclaimed her um sex anniversary with uh, Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? And then ultimately, she claimed that she's she's nine weeks pregnant, and then she started pouting about it. Rusev comes out, and I gotta say, man, my man Rusev, he he was looking fresh in that raspberry polyester suit. I'm telling you right now, what what woman is gonna cheat on Rusev in real life, though? Come on, man. <laughs> You know, I mean I'm not, you know, super uh I'm not super like angry about this this whole angle they have, this this cuckold angle with Rusev and uh Lashley and Lana as, as so many other people are. But I'm I'm really though, it's like realistically, like let's be real here. What woman really is gonna cheat on Rusev? The guy's a sexy beast, man. I mean I mean no homo, but come on. You know what I mean? The dude is jacked. He's got style. I mean, I see him, you know, outside the ring. The way he dresses, the way he carries himself. The dude has swag, bruh. Ain't no female gonna cheat on Rusev, bruh. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, Rusev came out looking fresh, man. In that raspberry polyester suit. Lana was nagging about Rusev being a sex addict. You know, and they were arguing. It was really stupid. Um, Lana ultimately began slapping up Rusev, man. And, and then Bobby Lashley came out. And Bobby Lashley has a dope-ass theme song. I've been saying that for a long time. It's too bad he don't really have much character. But, you know, um, hopefully this angle adds a little spice to Bobby Lashley. Because he definitely needs it, you know. Because he's got a dope theme song. But, you know, he, he himself isn't really that dope. <laughs> you know, but Bobby Lashley came out um you know and, and then Alana immediately jumped up on on Rusev and they basically jumped him you know she provided an, an assist for Bobby Lashley to do the beat down on Rusev he did a big body slam to to you know leave the the exclamation mark on the whole thing it looked almost like a sky high but without the sit out you know think of it like that like a sky high OG Lo Brown style but without the sit out And, um, you know, they really busted Rusev up and um, they leave and they start making out down and dirty, sloppy on that stage to close out the segment. And that's that. next up we have eric rowan versus literally some jobber i i did not catch the kid's name so apologies to him no disrespect or nothing like that man this is a chore to watch man this whole show is just you know and you got to keep in mind i just got off work not long ago and you know the first thing i i do is eat and then um you know i start watching raw and taking my notes so i don't know the the kid's name but he's just some jobber man and this was a complete squash this is to continue the buildup for whatever Rowan is carrying around. I, I call it a bird cage, <laughs> cause the shape of it—that's what it looks like to me, like a goddamn bird cage, you know, with a sheet covering it. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's really bizarre, really weird. Um, he was carrying it around. The the bird cage was sitting out on the commentator's desk, ringside, probably the Spanish commentators, <laughs> and um. And yeah, um, Eric Rowan picked up the win over the jobber. Complete squash. Um, nothing. Nothing really. Nothing really to remark about. Viking Raiders have a match. They take on some UK Faithfuls. Mark Andrews and Flash Webster. And um, you know, this brought out a nice little, a nice little jive from the crowd, man. You know, the hometown heroes, if you will now i don't know too much about these cats but they look really cool they had some swag man one of them was rocking aviator clay uh aviator shades you know glasses and um uh viking raiders won in dominant fashion man viking raiders are beasts you know um you know eric rowan could actually be a part of the viking raiders by the way in my opinion He, he looks like a viking himself his damn self i believe he's from like what is he? He's like from Finland Finland or Sweden or some shit. So uh, you know he's got that Viking warrior blood in him too. They, they ought to just throw Eric Rowan in with the Viking Raiders and stop this bullshit they're doing with him um you know I mean he's big like them he's he's got that same kind of beard and swag and monstrous appeal about him I don't know that that's just that's just my idea just throwing that out there it it probably is a terrible idea but I don't know Raw's terrible in, in period might as well make it dumber um so yeah Viking Raiders beat Mark Andrews and Flash Webster in dominant fashion nothing to see there next up Ricochet and Orton continue the build-up for the main event. Just adding more seasoning to the pot, man. You know, in this build for the main event. um, Just just more tension between Ricochet and Orton. You know, Ricochet does not really trust Orton. And Orton is basically reassuring him. But at the same time telling him, hey, man, keep your distance. I am the Viper and I do what I want when I want. So just keep your distance and you're going to be all right. But that's all it was. Just more build-up for the main event. And um, finally, after commercial breaks, man, the amount of commercial breaks on Monday Night Raw is insane. Like, a, you know, I, I I don't know how many commercials exactly per show, but it's 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 nauseating, man. It really is. It's just nauseating. I I, I really, it, it's tough. Without a DVR, these these shows are like unwatchable. they're all, they're unwatchable anyway, <laughs> with or without DVR. But I'm just saying. The six-man tag team match, main event with Randy Orton, Ricochet, Street Profits, and KO taking on Imperium. Um, Humberto Carrillo Humberto Carrillo is in the match as well. Actually, this is no, this is an eight man tag. My bad. This is an eight man. We had a six man tag earlier. This is an eight man tag. My math is wrong. <laughs> I have bad math. Um, nonetheless, um you know, um Humberto Carrillo, he's like WWE's off-brand, great-value product version of Ray Phoenix. You know he does a lot of similar spots to Ray Phoenix. He he wiped out, you know Gallows and Anderson with a big dive spot outside the ring. Um, you know that was probably the only notable mat, notable part of the match for me really. Except or and he kept kind of trolling Ricochet and teasing his teammates. You know, um, kind of acting like he's gonna turn on them, but then um, he doesn't do it. You know he he um they ultimately pick up the win. After the match, uh Randy Orton kind of teases an RKO out of nowhere on Ricochet again, trolling him more. He doesn't do it. He leaves the ring um and you know, he kind of walks up the ramp and looks back at his teammates kind of smirking, kind of letting them know what's up. He's the veteran of WWE, been around forever. He's going to be around forever. He just signed a a big multi-year contract with WWE. Um you know, for a non-disclosed fee, I could only imagine how much that boy is making, good lord, but nonetheless, um, you know, the, the show closed with Ricochet and Humberto, man, just standing there in the ring, kind of in awe of the veteran that is Randy Orton, the Viper, and um, that's basically it, y'all, Monday Night Raw, I gotta say, it is a chore to watch this show, man. I I really I j ju- I really just watched it for the sake of this podcast. Cause I wanna take this podcast serious, man. I, I want the highlight reel to be another good uh flavorful choice in the podcast game for for wrestling fans if i get three viewers five view- viewers per show i'll be happy i don't care man you know this is fun to me um uh, but yeah this show is just it's a chore to watch it really is i mean i i don't even know if i'm gonna do smackdown uh but just you know keep, keep me in your mind man keep it on the lookout i might i may or may not do a smackdown review show but this is the monday night raw review does it get a thumbs up or a thumbs down it gets a thumbs down man (laughs) it really does it gets a two thumbs down this show is just it's boring man It's, it's boring and nothing feels important on this show nothing feels special nothing feels like it's going somewhere you know we we have little hints of of storytelling here and there like you know with rowan carrying around his little mystery box and you know ricochet and his his distrust of Orton, but but none of it matters you know i mean because wwe even when they start developing any kind of you know any kind of spice they just ruin it by adding you know a little too extra to it or or nothing at all and it goes nowhere So, this show gets a thumbs down. Definitely do not waste your time with Monday Night Raw. You're better off listening to podcasts, man. I highly recommend you check out uh, JD from NY206. Very popular podcaster on YouTube. One of my all-time favorites. Monster has it going on. You know, um, and of course, yours truly, man. The Highlight Reel with your boy Lalo. Bringing it to you. So... I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you very much for listening. I will be back with more wrestling, more boxing talk eventually. So tune in and I will see you next time. I'm out.